Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. everybody, welcome to the Bowlology Report, another massive week in cricket. The Aussies held on for a draw against Pakistan, the Vicks won the JLT series. Sheffield Shield starts and there's a few teenagers debuting just as the great man Bradley Hodge played his last game of competitive cricket on the weekend. Hodgie had a go, E. Sandy, did you get him over the line? Well, I, yeah, I got him over the line. My seven was pretty important, actually. You only made seven in Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, four balls. <laughs> got a boundary, at least. Yeah, probably. I lost a bit of patience, I think. Um, and then tried to hit one from Sandringham into Brighton and missed the middle stump. So, craft. Oh, you got bowled. Yeah, you got bowled. embarrassing. Well, it, on synthetic, the stumps fly, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And so they that, just... It's a big cartwheel, so it wasn't pleasant. Any little sleep See you later. Old no, there or... was the. I yeah, come out. Did they do a guard? No, they didn't do a guard. They actually didn't know it was my last game because they so sort this of said Bentley, that it's Bentley the... United. Yeah, number well, one team. I'd sort of had more retirements than Johnny Farnham, haven't I? Really? Yeah. So that was the that was sort of the like and more the, comebacks. Yeah, more comebacks. Yeah. Exactly. I did run it through. Farnham's did... not your sort of musical style, either. Nah, no, I can't say Johnny is is up there on the list of uh, yeah. radio. Songs which I've heard to. Um, nah, we, we, we're more heavy metal type, yeah. alternative thrashy metal stuff. Uh, so what, um, just playing for Australia, what song did you go out to when you batted? Well, I never controlled the music box, oh. you know, and you had your issues with that as well. Yes. Um, David Boone was good. Yep, Booney, uh, look, I, I just sort of went along with whoever, but... No, but when you walked out the bat, you would have been part of that era, because it was mm. at the end of my career where yep. we'd, we'd walk out to a song, or when you come on to bowl, they, they played your song. Yeah, my choice was um, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, Nirvana which is yeah, a, just an awesome song, yep. and a good pump-up song as well. And you're a grungy type of guy, yep. aren't you? Yeah. Some beads, yep. educated. Yeah, I wasn't cool enough, so I had to go down that grungy yeah. sort of thing, you know. Wasn't rich enough to buy the expensive clothes to be a yuppie. So, so grungy, that, yeah. That well, was, I actually went with the Hawthorne that was my um, go. theme song, and yeah. they wouldn't let me do that. I did How good would that have been? Yeah, I did Where look up. Happy team at all. Every time I nah, went out to that. Nah. No, 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 no. I did I actually. I went kickstart my heart, not the crew. Yeah, well, you're always a big fan of that, you know. It's one of my um, favourite songs. Yeah, well, you, well, it was probably more your. Uh, your mullet, which you had back then, which went along the Motley Crew, the David Lee Roth theme, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. You were Nikki Six. Yeah. And and then my late my last song was by an Australian band. At the time they were quite big, a bit of rap heavy metal was uh, Rip It Up by Twenty Eight Days. Do you really? remember them? No, yeah. I do not. I gave them a bit of a plug. Really? Yeah. Uh, sorry, back to this game though. Yeah. So Bentley United, yep. uh, all out for two hundred and seventy six. What Stood out to me here, seventeen overs, yeah, five for fifty-seven. B Hodge, yeah. Well, what inspired this? The weather actually. As soon as I showed up, when it was a glorious day of twenty-five with no cloud cover, I knew I was in trouble. That I had to wheel some crappy offspinners <laughs> out. So the see, look, actually, synthetic cricket is a little bit like England, where if it is overcast, you know the ball swings all day. But when the sun's out, my God, it's, it's dead straight. It does nothing. Um, and the funny, the irony Are they two-piece balls or four-piece balls? They're four, balls? but they act like two-piece two balls. balls. And the funny thing is, is that everyone talks about the style of wicket. Like, it's a synthetic grass. It's just the same. And they go, it? oh, this one's a flat wicket. This one does a little no. bit. And I'm like, it's synthetic. But it's true. It depends on how long it's been laid for. Um, so what happens if it's worn? Does that mean it's flatter or yes? Correct. 
But also it depends on whether the particles from the footy have got into mm. on top of the grass. So if it hits a couple of rocks, she jags everywhere. So did you hit five rocks? There's your five wickets. Yeah, this is I where can't. you're heading. I, look, it was more... I can't say it was crafty, skillful Is it your bowling. first five? I, I, I didn't look up your stats. You didn't get a first-class five. But five no. I remember getting a four-for up at the Gabba. I got a four-for. I got a four-for against... Uh, West Indies against Australia, uh, West Indies for Australia, eh? Brian Lara. That's where I was going with that. Um, just you had Damien Martin was the captain. He just brought me on a little bit too late, didn't he? Because BC walked out to bat, and I said to said to Marta, I said I reckon I'm a good shouty. Yeah, you know, he's a bit vulnerable to off spinners early. Yep, he and said, he's not really up for a Australia A game. Nah. Sorry, Brian. Is and. Marto said, look, I'm not sure you're up to the standard of Murray Duran, so just hold on for now. He, Marto gave me the ball when he was on 217. What? So thanks, Marto. First ball, pitched outside off stump, nicked the first slip, gone. Bam. So thanks, Marto. And he Marto. kept the ball then, four for. Yeah, I got a few more, but, you know, I mean, basically Marto wasted six hours of our lives, didn't he? Oh, they um, got to see Brian bat. Yeah, well, that was the it was point, good wasn't it? Up it was, that was uh, Just to finish up East Sandy, so you got over the line, but uh, Woody, 148 not out. That, that's been a long time coming. I did a bit of research. That's his first 100. Yeah, it's probably, the first time, it's probably the first time he's got past five, actually, Woody. He's very... He's actually... Um, he's injury-prone, the Woodster. Uh, probably... How, how, do you, how can you be injury-prone? He's not a bowler, is he? No, he's not. At, at like... He's Sandy. What do you mean? What sort of injuries? I don't know what it is, but I think it might be his nocturnal activity okay. leading into the Saturday fixture. Um, I'm not sure if he's into casual uh, weed smoking from oh, time to time, okay. but he might be. Uh, but he's a, he's a bit of a womaniser, the, uh, the Woodstock. Well, do you think this will focus him? One, four, eight, round yeah. one, 2008. This could be his season. Well, test, I, I think his hamstrings are definitely tested on a Friday night. That's the thing. I okay. think he might need a park. So is, that. He, is he more a boundary hitter? Yes, he is. Yes, yes he is. Um, but this could be the making of him. So well done, Woody. Yeah, good luck. And to good Woody. luck to East Sandy. You won't have the the old pro. No. So playing career finished. That's finished. You've been moved on from all your coaching go on, gigs. Go on, go so on. what are you doing? Well, I looked at. The, I actually looked up the worst comebacks ever in sports history. Um, I haven't made it to the top 20 yet, but I reckon that... Oh, you wouldn't be in the worst. I reckon that's... you got five Yeah, well, I forgot the five. I don't really count bowling as part of my repertoire in cricket as a sport. But I sort of looked at the legends. There was Muhammad Ali. um, Trevor Berwick, wasn't it? Yeah. uh, Also, Bjorn Borg. No. He went with the uh, wooden Yeah, he did. He did. So I think what should happen now is if I'm going to make one more comeback... I should probably adopt the Dennis Lilly aluminium bat yeah. to bring it on beyond Borg's terms and see actually how well I go. It was an idol of yours and mine. Have yeah. you actually felt the aluminium bat? Yep, it was disgusting. It was horrible. Yep. Like, it was just absolutely disgusting. It just felt bad, didn't it? And then obviously it made a bad noise. But mate, so what are you going to do besides yep. the biology report and obviously Channel 7 Big Bash commentary? Well, What's that's, happening? that's it. I mean, I'm super that's excited still about... That's away. Yeah, look, uh, there's a lot of prep work. I've got to dye my hair, uh, trim the beard up a little bit, um, get some Botox, a few other things, which those in the media do. Um, Look, I'm not sure, actually. I've had to quickly adjust back my my life into what I'm going to do in the future, and I'm back on LinkedIn, so I can that for a while. (laughs) And uh, I'll just run you through a few things that LinkedIn has sent me. So I'm, I'm out there searching for employment. Yep. So that's so starting to actually, follow. Actually, no, no. I'm exploring all opportunities. Yes, yes okay. So whatever opportunities. So what are they suggesting okay, so you explore? Here's the suggestions. Now, see if you know me pretty so well. So a X Test match, T20 mm. superstar. Yep. These are the suggestions for employment. Yep. Customer service consultant. No. You haven't been twelfth man enough. No. Well, Andy Bickle would nail that. Correct, correct. I was, I was never good at no. asking Ricky what colour he wanted, red or yellow. Yeah, you're not running out gloves. Nah, my no. heck. No. Uh, performance leader, sales trainer. Performance leader, sales trainer. Now, you're an innovator. Yep. You're an innovator. I see you more as a worker than 
the actual leader. That's 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 you've got, you've that's got, a possibility. Actually. Coaching, actually, coaching experience, you can yeah. do that. Problem is, it's in Sydney. Um, brand marketing communication specialist. Brand. What that says, whoever's job this is for, this is if you want to talk a pile of shit to a few people. Yes. That's you. Well, I reckon you're a chance. Yeah, I'm good at that. Yes, um, that's two. So there's a couple more. Casual sales associate. No. For American Swiss jewelers in Werribee. Uh, Sister commute over the West Gate. I, no. I'm, that's not for me. I don't, you know, and your grunge, you're grunge, you're not. Um, sales associate, part. supporter, care team manager. My God. No. Chief strategy officer, receptionist, hotel receptionist, and a real estate sales. Okay. I think we're going to go out to the Bolology Report listeners and viewers. Can we get this man a job or a suggestion on what path he should go down? Because um, they're not there. We'll keep you up with the, we'll keep people in touch with the LinkedIn updates. Yep, we will do. Okay, let's move on to the cricket though. Um, a very good performance by the Australian team to salvage a draw in that first test match. They were in real trouble, but there was attributes that we loved seeing, wasn't it? We yep. prefer the win, but I think there's teams in the past that have just been run over in the second innings. Yeah. And on the back of Usman Khawaja's batting throughout the whole test, but there was some fine uh, fighting displays, you'd have to say. And I reckon even with the ball in the second innings... Pakistan could have taken the game away from Australia, but they hung in, kept the economy rate down. But firstly, Hodge, we've talked about him a lot in the last year or so. Usman Khawaja, um, what a performance. That was an epic 141 in the second innings. Um, but for me, it looked like he had a game plan. He yeah. looked in control and obviously using his feet and the sweep worked perfectly for him. Look, it was, a, it was a, an amazing epic knock, wasn't it, in, in both innings. Um, and we probably talked about if he could step up in the absence of Warner and Smith. Well, we, wanted, we had to. He, we're going to be in decent shape. He, he's clearly the classiest batsman in Australia. There's no doubt. But just that little, little ghost hanging over his head about, can I play in the subcontinent? I haven't succeeded in that before. And to go out there and nail it and play the way he did... Is, uh, Do you remember a breakthrough, uh, maybe in swing conditions or spin conditions, even if it's T20 cricket, where you got through something and then it just was never a problem again? Um, look, everyone sort of has one of those turning moments. I think one of the things that Australian cricketers do when we, when we go over to the subcontinent, we always hear from players in the past about how difficult it is. I remember being on the 2004 tour in which Australia won. Great win. But those people that were in there were talking up how tough the conditions are and how tough it had been before. So already your mindset is actually a fraction it's negative. Not helping. And I reckon Usman was in that space. And I think this is a real... He's had six or seven months off. At a, at a no Smith and Warner, like you said. Yeah. New coach. Yep. Yep. And you can adjust that sort of mindset, I reckon. He's obviously gone and worked on a plan, as Matthew Hayden did in that tour, and go, I'm going to sweep the living daylights out yep. of India. Just a set plan where I'm going to stick to that. It's going to work. Trust myself. Trust my training techniques and trust my mindset. And obviously, JL's gone. Go for it, mate. Yep. Yeah, the one shot, obviously the reverse sweep. He played more in that innings than he had for his whole career. And as opposed to, there was times in those sort of conditions, he used to play this sort of slog sweep that was on the up and against the spin. Mm. So it was... Geez, it was a tough shot to actually uh, implement. Yeah. But if but if you're getting to the pitch of the ball and smothering the spin or sweeping and smothering the spin, you're in the game, aren't you? And then and then the yeah. spinners will actually they'll have to change their game plan. Well, for me, uh, Owen Morgan's one of the better players of spin Ooh. that you know because he does these reverse sweeps, sweeps. He can whack it over the top, use his feet. You just can't settle as a spinner. And then, and then you can't set the field to nullify the boundaries. And I think that's what Usman actually did. He was able, able to manipulate the field in the field in which he wanted and was comfortable with. Yeah, it's so, a good position to be. Yeah, look, and I love the partnership with Finchie as well, who, who's an ultra-aggressive person against spin. So I think that mindset of his would have rubbed off as well on the Usman, and the partnership actually worked really, really well. Even well, even though it was Finchie's test debut, and it was a brilliant test debut... Um, very experienced player now, hasn't he? He's played a lot of cricket in those conditions. 
mainly with the white yes. ball there. But I wonder if that just helped each other. They, um, I remember when I was at the academy, they were in the same under-19 mm. era, so they would have known each other for a long time there. Yep. But we, we talked about Finch coming out and doing the Warner and slogging, but he was actually quite composed, wasn't he? I really liked his defence. Yeah. And he talked about later some technical things he, he, he changed, you know, to be able... Mm. He felt like at times he was getting his front foot across the crease too much, having to go around his front pad getting LB or bowl. Yeah. But I certainly think throughout that innings, we saw a, in defence in particular, a very, very sound uh, bat, bat from Aaron Finch. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, it's a perfect place for him to bat. Walk out, open the batting on a, on a flat wicket, uh, no swing, um, ball's coming on, get yourself to 20 or 30 before the spinners come on. I thought he played particularly well. Uh, I, I hope the message was, don't just don't go out there and smack it. Yeah. Because we've seen Maxwell be given that role and he probably hasn't quite adjusted to just play his natural game. We've seen him be promoted to number three in a few test matches before. This was an opportunity just to build and just to play, just to yeah. enjoy it with no particular pressure. And I think he did very, very well. And on slow pitches, Hodgie, it doesn't um, always give you the opportunity to score quick, no. does it? Because the ball's not coming onto bat at pace. Well, they're all, they're, you've got to remember... The test cricket is filled with extremely talented bowlers, and each one faces a challenge. So to, just, to go out there and smack it is, it's it's just improbable to be able to have success. So I think that he's learned to actually build innings and start innings, and and I think that his uh, you know exposure in IPL over you know five or six seven Long years time, yeah. is going to help him go over to the UAE and feel comfortable about facing someone like Yassir Shah. Um, you know who you've seen. You know, seen many of them now. So that, Ooh, I yeah. think that's the that's the trick as well. Is that and I think that would have helped Travis Head as well. Yeah. Well, leading into well, that was great from Finch and Kawaja. Gave us a hundred run partnerships mm. in both innings there. But Travis Head, he would have been nervous failing in the first innings. Yep. But um, he certainly came to the party, didn't he? Like he looks yep. like he knew his game well and knew exactly what he was going to do. Yeah, I think he batted well, uh, especially in the second innings after having some courage, you know, getting a duck in the first. Well, but... you're thinking pair, aren't you? Well, you are. And you're I... thinking, I don't want to make a pair on my test match debut. Yeah. Uh, look, I just want to bring up about his batting position as well, about, you know, he bats at number three or four for his state side and has batted, opening the batting and, and three for Australia. I'm questioning why he's batting below Mitch Marsh, that sort of that sort of uh, was one which, when I looked at it, I sort of went, wow. No, it was funny. When Mitchell Marsh walked out at number four, mm. we've been think, talking about all the deputants. And I mean, why is Mitchell Marsh walking out at number four? Yeah. And I think he's grown, definitely, as a player. Um, but I still think... But he got his 200s at six. Yeah. Every time he's gone, he's batted higher than six. He hasn't scored any runs whatsoever. So what, let him settle in because he's, such a, he's vice captain now. He's got yeah. his bowling option. He's an important member of this team. Well, for me, there's probably only one person that can successfully do that, and that's Jack Callis. But that's done over a long, long period of time. And yeah. uh, I'm not quite sure Mitchell Mars is just there yet. Uh, those innings have come on the support of a Steve Smith or you know established cricketers. With his brother as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and was in a really good patch of form as well, Sean. So... But that may be the reason, put him in with his brother and form that partnership and bond. But I think that, in my mind, I think Travis Head's an out-out batsman who can possibly average 50 in Test match cricket over a period of time. And, you know, if you think of the legends that have batted at number four over the, over the years, Damien Martin. Um, well, Michael Clark preferred. Michael Clark, yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, Don Bradman. Uh, <laughs> He's he was okay. special. I think about a three. Um, but how hard Mark people will go. How? What's the difference between coming out at four versus six? There's a, there's a lot of difference actually, um, because the game can fluctuate very differently at four, as is three. So three is your, your most important figure player. But four, you can still come in at two for ten, or you can come in at two for fifty. Generally, you've seen off that first new ball spell. Yeah. You know. Um, and that's the difference. Whereas six, you're probably into the second or third spell, you know, of of the quick. But having said that, in the UAE, you, you're facing the best spinner when you walk out. So yeah. it does vary from country to country or condition to ki- condition. But generally, a batsman at number four is a, a smart player. He'll he'll read the play well, 
conduct in innings, whether it jumps on the back of a David Warner who's aggressive and going well, rotates the singles, or you know can nullify well, that game, James Anderson. Yeah, three or, and four are generally your best players. Yeah, they're good players. And and we've looked for you know their first class records. They've still got a way to go, haven't they? Yeah. You no, know, even Travis Head, yeah, averaging thirty four. Yeah. Labuschagne and and obviously Mitchell Marsh is still only averaging thirty one in first class cricket. Yeah. So do you expect him at number four to average forty five? Uh, because that's the expectation. You, you probably can't. You average 45-50, Yeah, you? you probably can't. I mean, what you get in Sheffield Shield cricket, you're probably going to replicate that in test cricket. And if you do, you've done a good job because it's obviously harder stepping up. Hey, talking about ripping test matches, what about the skipper, Tim Payne? Yeah, look. Wicket keeping. Yeah, tough. Wouldn't have known it, tough. How hot was that? And I kept looking at him. He, he, was, or he didn't even look like he was sweating or anything. He's got to make the decisions there. Um, and he's he, always been a good gloveman, though. Yeah, you know that's that's always been. It's just that down in Tassie, they were trying to promote a few other people. His, his glove work was always exceptional. And he had the, obviously the broken fingers issue. Yeah. So whether you know that did affect his keeping him trying to catch the ball differently. But then he's batting in the second innings to get us home. You know, it's uh, up there. It wasn't a hundred, but you know, last time we were talking about Ricky Ponting in two thousand five, mm. you were on that tour. You know. It just shows a lot of leadership that you can actually get the job done, which he did. So big tick for Tim Payne. Yeah, and and look, that's what Langer would have been looking for from his prime leader. You know, just when things aren't going well for us, just try and hang in there and turn the tables. And, and that'll, that'll, that's a huge amount of confidence, not just for him, but for his team as well. It's a young team going into the future. So, you know... When it's not going well, hang in there, get a draw. Yep. When we're on top, when we've got opportunities, we'll drive it home. Average is 42 test match cricket now, Tim Payne. So he's done really well. Still Very only well. one first class 100. He made a double 100 in his first year, about 15 years ago. Yeah. So it's amazing. Um, he looks a guy who, who will make mm. first class 100s, but... I tell you what, if he averages forty-two, you don't have to make hundreds. He did, he might be the uh, he might have learned from Michael Divinuto down there in Tassie. Diva was like didn't get a lot of hundreds. Do you mate? Both. Made a lot in county cricket, didn't he? Yeah, but not for Tassie. I think his conversion rate was probably poor, but by the time he'd finished batting, the the job was done. Yeah, it was it was such an amazing seventy-five or eighty or ninety. Um, he didn't need to go. I think Divers helping out Jason Gillespie at the Adelaide Strikers. I'd imagine that'll be a win for the Strikers yeah. batsman because he was very highly regarded by the Aussie batsman. Yeah, and also overseas as Batting well. Batting coach. Yeah, and for Surrey, he's doing very well. Talking about Justin Langer's attributes, he wants to see in players. Watching that Test match, I can see why he wanted Peter Siddle back in the the team. Well, because Sid's just, you know, he's not bowling 145 miles an hour and everything like that, but he just was so disciplined. Times Pakistan looked like they were going to start accelerating. Yeah. Took on the spinners a little bit. Then he bowled four overs for five. Um, and he's taken now 214 test wickets for Australia. So he's the leading Victorian test wicket taker, fast bowler. Obviously, yep. we've got Wardy there. He, he just um, took over for Mervyn Hughes by two. Well, Very a, similar attributes. Yeah. Not uh, diet. <laughs> not diet. Completely different diet. Merv's not going vegan, is he? Is he, hell? No chance. He's not? No, no chance, no. Well, unless you know something that I don't know. No, but, uh, that's not happening. No, I, didn't, I don't think... He destroyed... Merv destroyed, obviously, top-order batsmen, but he destroyed more Victorian cricket team dietitians than, <laughs> than any other cricketer before or since. Did, did Merv... Actually, bully the dietitian when you do the uh, the skinfold test as Darren Berry did, or or not, or was he just happy to accept his where he was? No, I think he was proud. Yeah. He wanted to get to two hundred. I think he was consistently over two hundred. Well, as as far as I remember, the well, guy you that had the... with you were roommate with Merv. Yes, can you talk me through his uh, when he ring the room service up after a long hard days bowling? And uh, you know, order the uh, the room service. Oh, I'd be something like, yeah, can I uh, can I have two hamburgers, two milkshakes, uh, two large sets of fries, uh, two ice cream things, and then he'd look over to me and go, "Do you want anything? What do you want, Flynn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and the, the other thing I noticed was, uh, you know, I was younger, so I might go out to the pub, you know, have a couple of beers, yeah, have a cannery and all that sort of stuff. But early in the day, I was the one that had to get our sandwiches and all that, as, yeah. a, as the younger guy. Yeah. And, and I'd always get a little snack for myself. It was a little Big M or, or a Snickers bar and all that. And I'd come home late. And I'd see the room service tray just smashed <laughs> everywhere. And I'd also see like an empty Big M carton there. <laughs> and the Snickers, he just eat oh everything. Yep. But, um, but I do think on field, a lot of similar attributes, isn't it? Like yep. When Peter Siddle and Mervyn Hughes got off the field, they left their teammates in no mm. doubt that they gave 100%. For, their, for every team that they've played. Well, I don't know whether this is true, and I don't actually know why he was dropped in the first place, Peter Siddle, because his record's outstanding. But it was more the ball speed in which you yep. know he carried. I think they wanted to promote quicker ball speed. But yeah, there's roles in cricket for these. There's roles. And you've seen that partnership bowling is vital. Um, well, in the 2015 Ashes... When the younger big quicks just bowled a little bit short besides Lords. Yeah. Lords was more an Australian type pitch. They bring Siddle back in for the two tests. Mm. And he's not a massive swinger, but he hit the scene. Yes. And he took a heap of wickets. And that's yeah. why I think Lang, Langer would want him around the group because yeah. of the attributes we talked about. But also, he's got to be a red hot chance to, to go to England next year. Talking about yeah. not express pace. What about the Pakistan fast medium bowler Muhammad Abbas? Mm. Nine tests, he's got forty nine wickets at seventeen. He doesn't get near. No, he's got fifty now, hasn't he? Wasn't I... he the fastest fifty? Actually, he was. Sorry, he was in the that fastest test match. fifty to. Yeah, as a fast quicker bowler. than Wacko. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and and for in the history of Test match cricket, for, they've taken fifty Test wickets. You're right there. Um, he's got the lowest average, and he doesn't look like he can get you out. No. But, I mean, that's the skill of, uh, you know, this guy. And similar bowlers, you know, like Adam Dale in our yep. time, who represented Australia, just sort of yeah, innocuous. Accurate, aren't yep. they? Accurate all day, all day. Don't let you score. Um, you know, very hard, very hard. And also hitting the same, isn't it? Like it's, and I wonder sometimes, I don't know, is sometimes their pace an asset? If, it's not, if they're not accurate, they'll get smashed. But they're accurate. Does the ball not quite come on to you? Is, no, is that is that the word annoys you? You know, Philander is yeah. another one, yeah. isn't it? Well, he's a nightmare. He's not quite there, but he's so you, and it just nibbles. They're the type of bowlers which batsmen actually hate to face. But you know, if the ball moves, you're dangerous. Yeah. If you swing it, if you seam it, you're dangerous. If you bowl straight, you're cannon fodder for any batsman. This guy actually has got an amazing wrist to be able to either hit the seam on conditions which suit or get some little reverse swing. Um, and he actually just doesn't bowl half volleys or short balls. It's just consistently painful for a batsman to well, think, where am I going to score? It wasn't just that. We're just going to use the, the pictorial history of uh, cricket here. It was also their field placements. Mm. That's what I liked from uh, Abbas and Safra as the wicket keeper. So let's just see the way that they, they, they lined up against Aaron Finch. So I've got that there. Poor Safra, I'm not going to be this able is to not the, uh, on there. This is not the iPad technology which we'll be using at Channel 7 this year, is it? I, I think we are. This is, this is what we're going to use. Okay. We don't, cool. We're not using cool. Freddie Truman's test match, right. but uh, this, this fellow's got a smile on his face. <laughs> okay, cool. But just the leg side, you know, it was pretty tra uh, traditional there. So he had the square leg and, you know, mid-on was, was mm. back here and, and there was a mid-wicket there, so there was an area. But what I like to finch... How's Alan Border feeling about Abbas stepping on his ball bag there? Well, we can't see that. That's not a visual. And for the podcast, you actually can't see what's happening here. But uh, I've got something that resembles the Freddie Truman test match. Yep. We've got Abbas the bowler, bowling to Finch. Can Finch you stand is, up that guy? Finch is batting. Oh, dear. I'm losing it. Okay, you get the idea. Okay, we might move on from that little practical <laughs> example there. And we'll get AB. And look what AB thinks of it. <laughs> And look at Sir Donald, what he thinks of the pair as well. Sir Donald's actually looking towards the groin region of the border with Mohammed Abbas standing it clean, on please, his... Can we keep it clean, please, Bradley? Yeah, okay, right So, just going to the sec second test match, i tell you what, they did see a little bit of grass there at Abu Dhabi. Will that be there later on today? No chance. No chance. That's just a little little taste for Australia to have a look. It, look, um, I've played on Abu Dhabi's wicket before. It does look green. It does absolutely nothing. And they shave it off, it'll wear down later on. Ten test matches, Pakistan have won five, I think, three mm. draws. Sri Lanka beat them there two years ago, but Harath 
knocked them over. Yeah, that's a gun. Is, is so are you thinking Khan... good chance for a draw again? Well, if Shadab Khan is fit and ready to play, I think we're in a pile of trouble. Uh, but you never know. Uh, look, maybe we there's talk of uh, you know bringing in a seam pace bowler. So, firstly, you played there. Is is three quicks an option? I think you need quicks only because. And who would you go? Do you go Doggett with ball speed or um, Neza with new ball swing and reverse swing? Look, I think we've seen that you don't have to have ball speed to be effective with Peter Siddle and Bass doing really well. Go. So, you know, we've got Stark if we need. The problem is the amount of work that Mitchell Stark did again is not allowing him to be an impact bowler. You know, in that first innings, he bowled 30-plus overs again. Sort of only want him bowling 20 to 24 and just giving him short bursts and saying, mate, just try and either knock the stumps well, Mitchell over. Mitchell Marsh took a long over. time to bowl. Maybe yeah. he needs to bowl a little bit earlier. And then Stark mm. comes on. You obviously again with the new ball, but if there's any hint of reverse, you bring Starkey on just for three overs. Well, we need to work out whether you know Mitchell Marsh is going to actually bowl. And if he does bowl, then he becomes your third seamer. But get him to bowl. Uh, he has to. Well, he has to. Otherwise, we've got to change. I don't think we should change. Uh, what's John the Holland batting going out? Batting order. Um, same two. Uh, the only change that I'd make would be Mitchell Marsh and Travis Head swapping positions. Okay. And that's, that's it for the moment. Yep. Okay. That's really good there. Um, I'm very excited about this and commentators will uh, be uh, very, very happy. Fucker Zaman is going to play the second test match. Yep. Have you played against Fucker? No, but he's the best fucker I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> do you know what? Fucker Zaman is my son's favourite cricketer, and we watched the uh, we were watching the series over in Zimbabwe with yeah. Australia, Pakistan, and Fucker was on fire. He was, and I kept saying to my son, "I'll tell you what, son, this this guy is the best fucker I've ever seen." <laughs> and he is; he's on fire. Well, I saw him in the PSL, and he yeah. absolutely smashed him most. Yeah. Yeah, so we well, um, killed it that uh, one-day series against Australia yeah. in Zimbabwe. But at least we've had fire. a look at him. Um, but you certainly can't give him any length or all that. So no, he's he a tricky fucker so for sure. He is a trippy, uh, tricky fucker, Zaman. <laughs> so we'll wait and see later on today the teams whether he gets a go or not. What about the JLT? The Vicks? Come on! Somehow got a home semi. Finally we didn't gas it up. Well done. I couldn't believe in the 50-year history of, um, you know, 50 over cricket in Australia, that was only the sixth time that the Vicks have won it. Yeah. I'd like to know how many seconds they've got. Because commentating... Yeah. um, Or many a final at the MCG and you blokes had... Gas it and lose well, it. Well, I know. I reckon I played in two losing ones to Queensland and definitely one to Tasmania, if not a, another one to Tasmania. I think we were actually an outstanding one-day cricket side. Um, well, you were getting home finals, so yeah. that backs that up. Well, at that time, we were really good at Sheffield cricket, one-day cricket and T20 cricket, so may, maybe... I'm, I'm not sure why we didn't win more titles. Uh, For someone like Cameron White, that might be his only second title. So 88 yeah. to him, so he was yep. very good. Peter Hanscom had a good series, didn't he? He got better as it went on. Yeah, so he did 49. Well. Uh, Matty Short finished with uh, plenty of explosion. Yep. He hit the ball really hard. And your mate, your little self-promoter himself. The Sanshu. Sanshu, 7 for 56. Showed yep. all his varieties. So, yeah. interesting, he played one-day cricket for Australia at Sandu, yeah. and then it's sort of gone up and down a little bit since then, but maybe the move to Tassie will help him out. I think it's good. Well done. Um, oh, I think it's a really courageous move for Grinder to move down there. Um, you know, it's a bit of a... He's tall. He's, 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 not, he's not express either, but he's got good varieties. Well, I mean, the, the way I picture Gurinder is that he's on Bondi Beach pretty much 24-7. Yes. And I reckon that's lost down there at Sandy Bay. So, it's still a very nice place. Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a cold ice bath. It's not fun surfing. You know, getting your rig out could be the making up. of him though. But, but good he's, on still, him. he's still getting those posts out on Instagram. But back to the Vicks. Oh, yeah, yeah, well done for Andrew McDonald and his staff to get a win. Um, 
Yeah, going well down there. What I will say, the scheduling. My God. Oh, that uh, might be linked in, actually. Sorry about that. Um, if you need to... T- seriously, if that's a job interview, you take that. I'm going to take that. The biology report can... Um, we can go that alone. But yeah, I'm going to have a dip at the administration for whoever come up with the scheduling to put the final on a Wednesday is just not no. winning any fans. Um, no. It has to be Sunday. If it was last Sunday, they are selling that out. Exactly. And that's what we love. We've talked about it before about us playing full-strength New South Wales on a Sunday afternoon at North Fantastic. Sydney Oval. It could have been that. You know, brand new crew ground, Junction Oval. It's had good support from the locals since it's been up and running. Yeah, but you're also selling it. You're getting more people in who will come again too. Anyway, it pissed me off and it pissed off a lot of other people too. So the scheduling, we talked about it. The players like it as well. Start the Shield season in October. Play yeah. a Shield game two days later, play a JLT. Yeah, and that's play, a different... And play it into deep November, early December. I'm just having more of a crack at having a final scheduled on... A Wednesday. A Wednesday okay. when everyone would have come down to Junction yes. Oval. It would have been a great family day, great time to promote the game. Wednesday's not happening. You could have brought your East Sandy mates down. Woody would have been there. He just Woody would have been there. He would have, he would have gone straight through Saturday night. A little bit injury. Oh, to be honest, you've just smashed your first 100 for East Sandy. Mm. You've you, you got to get out. Well, he wouldn't People got, want to see it. He wouldn't have got out of the change rooms by 4 o'clock. Talking about um, Victorians winning uh, 50 over cricket, you mm. won one in shorts. Did I? 94-95. Wow. Was it that early? Yeah. Was, that, was the shorts brought in well, that early? Well, I think they were because th- there was something, someone um, put it out on Twitter and Warney took a catch <laughs> and I was bowling and I was in shorts. So I think it must have been a two-year thing because I know I'd, right. I didn't play that summer, 94-95. Yeah. And we're t- in the West Indies yeah. when you guys won. Warney took a pretty important catch off you, didn't he? Um, can we just focus on the shorts, please? I think that there might have been a remark on Twitter about yeah, that. But um, do you have any memories of that? It sounds like you don't, but... No, all I know is it, it was at the MCG versus South Australia. Yep. Uh, I can't remember wearing the shorts, but all I remember was I was fielding at mid-off and David Saker was bowling and Jamie okay. Siddons, who was the gun player for, yes, for I've got it here, the scorecard. Um, South Australia... Hit one the mid-off, I dropped it. Next ball, it disappeared over mid-off for six. And Sags just wanted to bite my head off and, and throw me in the He was the pretty crowd. angry anyway on yeah. the Sags seat. Um, but, yeah, we happened to win that game. I think we played three all-rounders. And uh, if I can think of them, Jace Bucker, uh, Rigglesworth may have played as well. Yes, Ian Rigglesworth. And Brad Hodge probably the third all-rounder. What about your mate <laughs> Ian Harvey, Ian the Harvey. prick? Yep, no, I was only joking. Top scored, Rowan Larkin. Rowan Larkin? Yes. Jeez, he would have had a few fire engine drinks after that. Non drinker. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, the uh, raspberry and lemonade. Yeah, you know Rowan what I remember Larkin. about uh, Larkin? He used to bring his favourite, remember what his favourite treat was? No. TikToks. TikToks, he did too. Remember yeah, the TikTok yeah, biscuits he, he used to bring them? He did too. On tour when we mm. went in the state. Yeah. He was, he he was, was talking that day. He got 45, only off 100 balls, so. Uh, and also Dean Jones, 35. Yeah. Dino was good. And Matty Elliott batted four. And Who's coach of this 40 side? 40 not out. I would what say. am I doing? Bat- was this Les Stillman? I think it was. You opened. Because he must have gone, well, he's not going to get any... The- Go up to the top and there you go. Well, you got out nicking to <laughs> Brad Whitney. Well, the Wasp tour. Used to tow in, didn't he? Pretty good bowler, actually. The Very wasp. good one-day bowler. So, yeah, yeah. That, that was the team there. And the, the quicks, though, Brad Williams did what? Troy Corbett. Ronnie. Ronnie Four Corbett. 30. Man of the match. I reckon he was actually man of the series, Ronnie. Um, he was just on fire in that series, but on left arm um, quicks. With the wind, not into it. No, because he'd never, he'd never bowl. What well, he used to say, Bob Seger. Yeah, no, no, Bob Seger. No, Bob Seger. I can't do Bob Seger. But what a oh god, he was a funny man. He's uh, a cop now, the police officer in South Australia. Yep, over there, Ronnie. So you're talking about before. Let's get domestic cricket finals on a Sunday. Mm. So I don't know what day this was. Guess what the crowd was at the MCG that day? Twenty-eight. 
No. <laughs> I'd say three or four thousand. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. That's what you can get if you play domestic fifty over finals yeah. on the weekend. And, well, and let's go through the. Like I mean, Hodge. there's some legends playing as well. Uh, not only. Well, they had side. Lehman and Nobes. Yep. Siddons, Benny Johnson. Yep. Uh, Proxy Weber. Yep. Tim Nielsen, Scuduri. Yep. Big Kiss fan. Dan Marsh, Shane George. Yeah. Uh, Brad Wigney and Blocker Wilson, who's played Test Cricket for Australia yeah, and, and won now umpiring. Yep. That's without there. So, JLT, uh, well done, the Vicks. Let's get on a Sunday next year. What- What about international cricket? India beat West Indies 2-0. Yeah. Not totally surprised by that. No, it's the buy for India, isn't it, really? But Prithvi Shaw, mm. the young 18-year-old, 100 on debut. I think he got man of the series. Um, he, As a 14-year-old, he scored 546. <laughs> and they thought, this kid... I'm sure no one from that bowling lineup played no. cricket ever again when no. someone makes 500. He got 100 on first-class debut, 100 yep. on test debut. They're uh, comparing him, surprise, surprise, to Sachin Tendulkar. Yep. But interesting, I saw him in the IPL, and you would have as well, like 250 runs. But for, for a, a small statue player, mm. his strike rate was 153. Yeah. So it looks like they might have unearthed another superstar. Well, the test will be if he comes out here and he has to get runs against our guys. But you'd have to say, wow. What an amazing talent. Look, I think he's, he's capable of doing so. Um, I think the only person he'd be really nervous about is Josh Hazelwood that just gets that extra bounce on the outside off stump. The pace of Stark and Cummings, yeah. um, I'm sure he can deal with. But, um, well, yeah, Sachin what a Tendulka, he come out here as a teenager yeah. um, got that scored 200. Yeah, yeah, he got his 100 in Perth, I think, at the age of 16. This kid's a gun. Um, dominated under-19s for India. Yeah. And it's continued on with his form. Killed it in uh, India, A and, and they've picked him and picked him at the right time. And he's, he's just ploughing through them. Well, I look forward to seeing him out here this, this summer. And, and good on the Indian selectors too. They, they underperformed over in England. Yes. And there's some established names yep. there. Um, Muruli Vijay. They moved on. Was, Darwin. Yeah, Shikha Darwin. So, and, that's, and, and there is a big talent pool batting-wise over there in mm. India. So you need to make the most of your chances. A, a guy that I've always been a big fan of, he toured here years ago, and I thought his efforts were, were fantastic, with Umesh Yadav. Yeah. Got his first 10-wicket haul in Test Match Cricket. Bowls over 140. Mm. Um, his big strength are his pace. He swings the new ball out and bowls reverse. Yeah. Not the most consistent, accurate bowler, but he's the type that could work in Australian conditions, isn't it? So that's a big win for India? Oh, look, I think they've got a lot of cards uh, in their pack at the moment, India. They've got Uma Shadav, they've got Bhubaneshwar Kumar who can Good play when it's bowler. swinging. Um, they've got Ishant who's actually sort of got a second win as well. Last two years, yep. Yeah, and, and their spinning group, as we know, is as good as any. But if I they... Think they're building towards their best opportunity to get 20 wickets in Australia. Yep. I'm more worried about their batting, actually. On the flip side of it, yeah. I think their batting's more vulnerable than their bowling at this stage. So, very much heavy reliant on Virat to score runs. Yep. But you know, the Rohit likes... Sharma hasn't gone on, has he? No, he's got Rahane plenty of looks opportunities. Like he's plateaued a little bit. Yeah, it just hasn't hasn't contributed much to a win, Ajinkya Rahane lately. Although he did have a good summer out here last time well, he was he lo- here. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's one of those Indian players I think could do better away from India. Yeah, he's just a good technical player. Um, but they've got some players who can be really damaging as well. It's just, who have, as you said, the, the playing pool they've got. I love Rishabh Pant as well. Um, he's sort of like the Adam Gilchrist that yep. if the top six get going, my God, the Red game's Rahul. gone. K.O. Rahul, well, he's under pressure at the moment. That's the problem. He hasn't scored a run. So all the talk about him is, uh, you know, should he, should he maintain his spot? But he's the type of guy that can destroy but the Australia flat, from here up there. Like last time. Oh, well, well, the thing that he's going to trouble with is, is the moving ball. Mm. But if the ball's not moving, Thank he'll you. move it one way and yep. it'll be off his back. Thank you, mother, for the rabbits. And for the West Indies, I'm really pleased for this man, Jason Holder, the, the captain, mm. because um, he took it on at early 20s. But there was a time with his bowling, I was watching it, and, and his test play were almost catching his wickets <laughs> taken. It was. 
you know, and he's handy with the bat. Oh. But this year, he's taken 33 wickets, 11. He scored over 300 runs. He's taken um, a fair few fifers in the last six tests. So really pleased for him because that's a tough job. Yeah. Captaining the West Indies in test match cricket because you don't always get the best players. True. You know, for a variety of reasons, they might go and chase T20 competitions around the world. Um, but no he's still surprises. a young man. Yeah. So How old is really he happy now? for him. 28? I, I don't think he's even that. He was probably just coming into his prime, you know, as a, as a batsman anyway. You're probably reaching your prime around 28, 29, 30. They're your sort of best years. So he's probably understanding his game, getting an understanding of his squad as well, which it's, it's, it's hard for him, I guess, to captain the side when he knows there's other players out there who could improve his team, which don't put their hand up. That's probably a frustration. But there is that big pay discrepancy between T20 cricket and, and Test yeah. Match cricket, which is apparent in West Indies, and it's only going to get global. We know yep. it is, um, and they can't run away from it. But, you know, I mean, they've played some good cricket of recent, actually. Um, just how long they can sustain it. Well, they need, you know, Gabriel getting wickets yeah. there. Yep. That uh, show hopes a very good player. Good player. Really like the way he goes about it. So, yeah, that's the... Uh, the Indians are coming out, and they've got some, some good young players to, to mm. watch there. Okay, our guide to Sheffield Shield starts today. So Western Australia v Vix, Queensland versus Tassie, South Australia versus New South Wales. Interested, and this is where we're going, a lot of teenagers debuting. So got Lloyd Pope, yep. leg spinner from South Australia, mm. the redhead. Yep. Uh, the Bulls have got Max Bryant, Beldingham Hard, uh, the off spinner all rounder uh, McSweeney, uh, Jack Edwards and Jason Sanger mm. in, for New South Wales. I think they all played in that under-19 um, yeah, for Australia, the last Most World Cup did. there. So it's exciting, but we know about it because we debuted as teenagers. Yeah, well, lucky enough. Um, I think the one good thing about uh, Sheffield Shukut, oh, look, I like this. These guys are all gun junior cricketers and have actually all done well and the JLT. in JLT. So perfect timing for them to come into the system. A lot of has been talked about at junior cricketer Jason Sanger. Jack Edwards got an amazing 100. Max Bryant, I think... Whacked he 75 off of 35 balls. So the test will be whether the ball actually moves in Sheffield Shield cricket. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's tough. We we debuted in an era where there was gun players around. I, I think we were talking just before that I debuted with Shane Warne in the side. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking through here. So your your team, your batting lineup on debut was Wayne Phillips. Yep. Matthew Elliott, Test players, Dean Jones, Hodge, Darren Ramshaw, yeah. didn't play Test match cricket, no. played uh, waffle football, Tony Dottermade, what a legend, Darren Berry, Paul Rifle, Shane Warne, Craig Howitt, yeah. and Simon Cook, the yeah. snake, he played Test match cricket. So that's strong. So it's eight out of 11 Test players. But you're yeah. facing Shane George, very good state player, mm-hmm. Brad Wigney, Peter McIntyre, Aussie Mack, yeah. Tim May. And they had Blewett, Nobes, Brayshaw, Siddons, Lehman, Tim Nielsen. So that, that, that's a, a strong team. Yeah. Um, do you know what was a little bit um, unique about your Shield debut? There's something unique about uh, it. Not sure, actually. What is unique? Well, South Australia beat us by nine wickets. Oh, that's that not happen unique. A lot there. <laughs> um, you got stumped. In both innings. Oh, oh well, did Murph Hughes play in that game? No, no it must didn't. have been the next year. Um, Merv gave me some great advice after this game. He said, Hodgie, if you're going to run down the wicket, make sure you hit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my fault I missed them then. You were stuck. Tim Nielsen bowled Aussie Mac, Peter yep. McIntyre twice. Well, this Mac is... thought he had it over you. Did well, you he... make him pay later on? No, we did. He actually did have it over me, uh, and I was talking to Greg Blewett about this when we were in Channel 7 only yeah. two weeks ago. Um, he was actually a very good bowler if you let him, you know, Dominate. if you just let sit there. The problem was, I had a coach who I won't name, who yeah. was constantly in my ear about my lack of ability to play leg spin bowling. Yeah. So I was pretty clouded in my judgment before I went Did out there. Did you catch up with Les still no, so, uh, no. so Les just sort of told me that I couldn't play leg spin bowling and that every time I went to South Australia, McIntyre would get me out. Thanks for the scoop. Love the Aussie back there. Uh, my debut was interesting. I was playing a Victorian second 11. Yeah. Got some wickets. I wasn't driving at this stage, so I used to get the bus from Springvale. Was this at the South Melbourne ground you were playing? At the, the Albert, I reckon Albert ground, yep. And I used to get the bus to the train station. 
And did you have a kit bag? Yeah, and I had the kit bag. So people, peak hour people hated you. <laughs> and I didn't have wheels then either. Um, yeah, but you were tough then. You had a mullet. So you I had a massive mullet people. down to here. Mm. And the bus was full. And, uh, you know, an older lady got on and I offered her the seat. Yeah. Just about as soon as I did that, the bus has an accident, right? No so I get thrown through the bus, <laughs> smash against, you know, the metal there. Yeah. Oh, my finger's a bit sore here. Go to the second eleven, and Redpath goes, "What are you doing here? We picked you in the in the state team to debut." I was like, "There's no, no, mobile there's no, mobile no. I've gone. Oh, jeez, I've hurt my finger. He goes, oh, "I'll just go to the hospital, like the public hospital over the road." So I waited there for four hours. No one's seen. Oh, this is what it was like. Jeez, it was sore. And we looked later on. I'd actually broken it, mm. so you can see the difference between these fingers yep. here. So I said about the sore finger. So I'm picked, but mm. I've got to get through a fitness test. And there was an old indoor facility called Bat and Ball. Yes. Remember that in the city? Yes. And Bat and Ball got used that much. There, there was cracks in the concrete underneath, wasn't yes. it? So you go forward and go through there. Mm-hmm. So the guy who's on standby is an old teammate of yours, Dennis Hickey. Yes, Reg Hickey. Yeah. One of the fastest bowlers of all he time. Was quick. Not one of the best bowlers. Just fast. Fast, yep. right? And that bat, and he bowled off 14 yards anyway in the nets. He is horrible. So I'm there batting. So I'm trying to hold the bat. I'm trying not to get that <laughs> finger wrong because it's killing. Yeah. Ian Red pass up the other end. Keith Stack bowls behind me, mm. just watching every ball. So I know if I wince and yeah, anything, you're yeah. out. Mate, it was the scariest. Thing. And he's bouncing me. He's all through there. Mm. So I got through it, debuted. Um, Green seam at Junction Oval, but a bit like what you were playing. I think I played, we played Western Australia. I reckon they had 10 test players. They were coming off three Sheffield Shield mm. um, wins in a row, trophies in a row. The disregard they had for us, Green Seamer, they won the toss and batted. <laughs> so I got six for 30 on pumped, right? Yeah. But really, they just thought, we'll get enough runs, yeah. we'll bowl them out twice. That's that was amazing. the disregard. I only had to bat for a couple of overs with um, Mervyn Hughes. But these days, you're not playing. Yeah. Hey, you're out for six weeks with nah. that. And um, who did you face? Was Bruce Yardley in that team? Bruce Yardley played. Did he bowl on the green he didn't, he didn't bowl to me. No, no, no. I was facing, I reckon, Capes, swing bowler. Uh-huh. Bruce Reed. Yep. Chris Matthews. Yep. So a lot of left-arm swing mm, bowlers there. Nightmare. Ken McClay. He won't Mary's. make you play. He won't make you play today. But Bruce Yardley, I should remember about him. And you're talking about the difference between... How old was he? So he's 42. Oh, my God. International Player of the Year in 1981. I played him in 89. But I remember he was such a legend. And I love... You know, and you don't say a word, do you, in no. 1819? But he was telling sporties after every day's play. Right. And it was just fantastic. But I don't reckon they're getting as much these young teenagers in this round of tests. They're not no. playing a Bruce Yardley type, are they? I wouldn't have thought Unless so. Unless you're... Coming back. No, or Brad Hogg, for that matter. Okay, you know what time it is. Time for the segment that celebrities around the world are too scared to tweet, get onto Instagram. They know they're going to get nailed. If there's any hint of self-promotion in their post, this man, Brad Hogg, will nail you. I've got Who you. are you nailing today? Okay, so let's start with some cricketers, actually. Yes. So I'm going to start with the... This is, this is just a notification one. Between Peter Siddle and, and Glenn Maxwell on equal terms, on their rest day in, in the UAE at, you know, Yas Links Golf Club, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Hashtag Callaway Golf Club, blah, blah, blah. We know that you two haven't paid a cent out of your own pockets for this round of golf. So they couldn't just have a hit and go... Great to play golf on the day off. They have gone with at Callaway. Yeah, at, yeah okay. we know what you're doing. Yeah, that's boats. Um, an honourable huge mention must go to Matthew Hayden. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, Jeez, well, he's still with us, thank God. Yeah, so look, I'm not sure who actually self-promotes Don't himself. Don't touch AB. A- a- Sorry, AB. A- Sorry, yeah, he will. He's done it before as well. Um, and mate. <laughs> Uh, and we probably told him to do the same thing. But Matthew, back to Matthew Hayden, um, who has a surfing accident, but then actually self-promotes yourself, getting beat up, looking awful. Well, he saying, broke his back. He's yeah, fine. Yeah. 
But even in, 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 in what could have been his dying moments, he, he got it out he there. He knew that it was important to get that out there on social yeah. media, in the hospital. And good luck with the recovery. Good luck, you're getting votes, Doss. Um, and you got an extra three followers for doing that, so good job. Uh, KP, the notorious legend of social media self-promotion. Um, KP's just driving along in the... Uh, in the bushland in South Africa. Yep. Look, doing his great stuff with the animals and stuff like that. Yep, he comes, acro- comes across uh, some elephants just walking oh, on the track. So he's casually just videotaping the yeah, that's elephants. That's okay just to go, what a beautiful creature. I'm yep. so lucky to be near these ones. Yep, but just as the elephants just stand there, KP just tilts the phone down and gets to the what? steering wheel of the Land Rover, which he's driving. But he only shows it for one second. And then tilts back up to the elephants. So he thinks that's subtle self-promotion. Yes. But you are all over this. We know it, buddy. You've either got a free Land Rover somewhere. Or, or a free elephant. Or yeah, a free elephant. <laughs> for sure. Um, Mitch Johnson has also been pretty hardcore on social media lately. I think he's trying to... And I'd be angry if I was this man. I reckon he's trying to take over from Michael Clark. Isn't he? Isn't in the, he? In the, the fitness self-promotion. Yep. I'd of, be angry if I was pup. There's a lot of fitness, but I, I'm, I'm not going to sledge him for that because if he does, he'll beat the shit out of me nah. anyway because we know he's tough. He's um, tough. So you keep pumping those weights, Mitchie. But I want to have a crack at him. You can't be tough and sexy at the same time. I haven't so, seen this one. Mitch is in there uh, promoting... Fashion. So he's in the he's in a fashion segment of the paper doing oh. catwalk. Oh. But he's actually posted the picture of him in the newspaper onto his social media oh, promoting fashion. Oh, okay. Okay, so fitness is good, but fashion MJ no. No mate, no mate. You just go fast, race your cars and pump. I was interested for Mitch, yeah, you know, when he's pumping the weights. Are they in his house? Because he's got a lot of weights. I don't know. Okay. We'll have to find out I'll about find that. Out about that. Um, the great Shane Warne. Actually, we haven't heard from Warne. No, for a while. he's probably, this is probably I his think debut he's got a book for 2000. Out. Well, this is what it's about, isn't oh. it? So, Shane Warne, what a great morning at, at BBC Radio 2. So, they're obviously paying you to be there, son. We know that. With Chris Evans, who's a at huge you know, personality over there. And we're not, not surprising to promote the book. Okay. You know? Okay. So that's two ats. Yep. yep. No spin. Righto. And, uh, okay, just on to a couple of, of other honourable mentions <laughs> from Philip Greenwood, who dobbed in Sam Thayde, yes. the, uh, the Queensland rugby player. Um, got myself a new personal trainer at Rachel Thayde. Blah, blah, blah. The wife at Hardcore Junction Gym. <laughs> we know, mate, don't we? Just, just, you don't need to pump your wife up, buddy. Just, you know, she's, I'm sure she's got her own intellect property about how she But we know what you're doing. We know it, mate. We know it. Don't fall for that. Um, The other one is, uh, and he was dobbed in by Philip Greenwood. Tom Cornfell also dobbed in Hugh Bowman, the the jockey of of Winx. And uh, Hugh, Hugh was on fire, actually. Uh, He was there. Saying, extremely proud to be driving around my new GLC 63. Thanks to the team at Mercedes-Benz Parramatta, I wonder if it will be as fast as at Wings Horse. Oh. Hashtag Mercedes-Benz. Hashtag Mercedes-Benz Parramatta. Hashtag Winch, blah, blah, blah. Instagram. <laughs> Hugh, my God. Just get on the horse and get it over the line. you get paid, son. I can't. How many hats? How do you <laughs> do this? Know. That's freakish. We've not... We've not gone into the racing fraternity in the past. Maybe we need to. Wait, you need to watch him. Yeah, I'm on him. You need to watch him. Has Winx got an Instagram? I don't know. I don't know if she has. Hey, um, and thanks for the Dobbins. um, We love that from Tommy Cornfell and Philip Greenwood. Thank you very much. Keep him going there. Okay, but I'm going to do this quickly. Hugh, you've just got 10 votes. Oh, easily. You've got 10 votes. Um, and I'm giving two to everyone else. Yeah, it's a fair Two to everyone else because that, that's, that's, that's as good as I've ever seen. So that's the social media self-promoter. Um, if you've got any suggestions, this man will take them.
Um, Hodgie, all right, so that's the, the end of the biology report. Um, any updates on your LinkedIn profile? Not as yet, no. Uh, no. Have you put that currently seeking Look, employment? I've probably got to... Former a, cricketer... I've probably got to update it, actually, to be fair. I, I, you know what, I'm Does really... Does LinkedIn go into self-promotion? I don't know. Or is it more serious that uh, people need work? It's probably more serious. You might be giving yourself votes next week. See, I was going to go down to um, uh, apply for the doll, but you've got to be actively seeking work to actually get it. Okay. So that's why I'm What scares qualify. me <laughs> is that you've actually looked into it and thought this through. But Bradley, well done again. Mm. You absolutely nailed it. Uh, good luck to the Aussies. Mm. We want another fighting display in the second test match. Um, and I think we'll get, have a crack at that next next episode. Yeah, I okay. reckon, big fella. There, hey, uh, how come? You know, the retrospective book reviews. When, when are you going to do a book, or do I have to write one for you, just to do one? I've, look, I've been offered to do a few books. Yeah, and it's just straight out autobiographies, or well, or, or like the guide to T Twenty cricket, or the maybe, guide to self promotion. Maybe I can do a book uh, about. Books which creators have brought out but haven't actually got the best stories into the book. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, there's your employment. I'm sure we can get that there. And good luck to all the teenagers debuting in the Sheffield Shield. Good luck. And we'll be back next week after the Aussies. Maybe, can they sing the song after the second test match? Be pretty cool. Let's hope so. See you next week. Impression. You don't have to get wild now, Will, can we get serious right now? Yes. There's a famous segment called The Wicked of Truth. The you Wicked want to of tick Truth. it off the bucket list. We don't yes. have time. The Wicked I'm of Truth is fantastic. You know, it's a, it's a, that's all the buzz in Hollywood right now. Buzz in the Hollywood. Wicked, the Wicked of there Truth. There you go. Big deal. It here. Hollywood has come deal. knocking for The Wicked of Truth. <laughs> Will, thank you so thank much. You so- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.